here we are again. Welcome to Modern Sisyphus, the podcast that talks about my weight loss journey and how I feel about it. My name is Selena and I have Loray here with me. Hi, Loray. Hi. Hmm. Always good to hear your voice. And we are going to be discussing um, the keto diet as well as uh, body measurements, revisiting that topic again. So let's go ahead and get into it. First off, we're going to start with the progress report. When I weighed myself this week, I did not gain, I did not lose, which is something I am pleased with considering I haven't been able to work out and I've had to be very careful with my body given my neck injury. So I will take it. And the good news about that, it is healing and it's getting better. So I'm going to start incorporating some workouts, uh, very starting off very light this coming week. I'm going to give it a little bit more rest time. And I started the keto diet on Monday, so we are going to talk about that as well. But first, we are going to discuss body measurements. And the reason for that is because we wanted to um, revisit my question of what is a healthy loss of inches? Because when you're losing weight, they recommend losing one to two pounds per week. Well, I was wondering, how does that translate to body measurements? So our awesome Loray did some research and uh, did um, some homework, and she is going to report on that. So Loray, if you will please kind of talk about what you found out with uh, body measurements. So um, I'm reporting. That's so funny. Um, Yes, I'm going to bring my report to the listeners. Um, so we're talking about body mass, and I think we were talking about lean muscle or lean mass, so to non-lean mass, so the ratio of the two. And we're talking about uh, muscles and fat and all that kind of stuff. Well, there isn't a, like a hard fast rule about how many inches you should be able to lose in a week or in a month or things like that, because inch because we know that fat is burned and pulled from different parts of the body, so it's continuously being pulled not from one specific place. It's not like you can do a bunch of crunches and your belly fat will go down. Like your body is using the fuel from everywhere. So you will see a change in inches kind of all over your, your body or, or um, versus one specific plate. So it's not a hard, sad, fast rule. Um, I have found that um, if you, I guess it's one inch is compatible to about four pounds of weight. So you can lose an inch, and this is referring to the waist. Um, losing an inch um, is losing about four pounds, which is, so if you kind of break that up, you said one to two pounds a week, you're losing about a quarter of an inch or half an inch of weight a week or so. So you could feasibly lose it within two weeks or within a month. Um, but that doesn't address, uh, that doesn't address like your size and what shape you are. So if you have a small waist and large hips, but you carry most of your your uh, adipose tissue in your hips, then you will find that you'll probably lose more weight within your hips quicker than in your waist. Um, I think the thing that stands out a lot is what's called a waist-to-hip ratio, and that is found by taking the waist 
and dividing it by the hips. And you'll find somewhere between 0 0.7, 0 0.8, 0.9. And you'll find the higher the number is, the not good it is versus like it's better to have a lower number where you're around 0.7 or so because it just kind of, what it's using is the tool to see if you have more adipose tissue in your in your belly that that kind of fat which we all know can contribute to heart disease and all these other kind of becomes a risk factor so when you're looking at inches versus like losing inches versus losing pounds there's really no as much of a steadfast rule about how many but i would say like if you lose an inch a month right on that's awesome so and that's pertaining to waste. Waste. Yes. So you should. So you should see a change in every area that you measure, or you shouldn't. Yeah. You, you should. should. Well, not, you should see eventually a change in every area. Some plates you you lose weight faster than you than other areas. Like your body, you can't magically decide to. Like, I'm today, I'm going to pull uh, that for energy from my hips. So next week, I'm going to have a lower inch. I'm going to drop an inch from there. It doesn't really work like that. You can't do a bunch of squats and say, well, I'm now burning all the fat within my hips. You know what I mean? It doesn't really work like that. But you should see a reduction of inches kind of all over. And you might find that you lose weight in one spot quickly versus the other is more sticky. Okay. So. Yeah. So it just is an interesting thing. Um, and then I think you had mentioned that uh, about pant size too, because what a normal pant size is, or is eight pounds, you said, or something like that, eight to 10 pounds between pant sizes? Yeah. For every right. 10 pounds you lose is roughly about one pant size. So, I mean, if we think about it, like divide that sucker in half. So ten to t ten to twelve is a, you know is supposedly a two inch thing. Divide it in half by five. You've got you know four or five pounds per inch. So that's I mean you can it it's tied into it, but it's not so start like steadfast. But it's a really good way to measure and gauge and just find out if you're like if you're. I mean I think we all know if our hips are a little bit wider than our our uh, our waist or vice versa. Especially uh, males have more of this kind of stuff happening than we do, than females do. But then we can get all the cute, the crazy things about hip like hip width and to Q angle of the knee and, and all these really interesting things. Which Q angle of the knee is just basically how wide your hips are in ratio to your, like the outside part of your hips to your knee. And how wide your hips are for to the rest of your body. Dudes have a really small Q angle, women have a little bit bigger. And then you play with the whole, you know... Uh, having kids or not having kids or how tall you are versus how short, all those kind of fun things that happen to hip to um, waist ratios and body types and then coming back to inches. So in all reality, just kind of start and watch and see and figure out and, you know, gather data as you go. Okay. I'd be really interested to know what my cue angle is, which, you said from the hips to the knee. Yeah. I'd be really interested to know what that is. And what that affects. Like if you really want to get crazy, you just go get a caliper and you figure out what your lean muscle, lean muscle mass or lean mass to non lean masses. That's, a, that's the easiest way to go. 
You know what I mean? Okay. If we wanted to get a definitive answer, not BMIs, you would do that ratio. You would find out that number, and you go from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll do that next week just to just to see <laughs> what um, – Cause I'd be, cause I know what my waist to hip is. I'd be really interested to know what my hips to my knees are. Yeah. I mean, we can even explore that kind of stuff too, but for the basics, I would say, you know, having a scale will show you consistently the consistency, you know, consistency and where you are fluctuating within like weight, but to really measure things and to understand lean, like to understand where you are, and a reflection of that weight, um, because don't forget we talked about how muscle muscle doesn't weigh more than fat, but it's leaner and denser, so it's less. You are a littler person um, when you have more muscle than you have fat. So understanding the fat to muscle ratio, I think, is gonna is is more of a definitive answer. So usually trainers use it. Okay. So okay. yeah. Okay. If we want to get crazy. I think we'll save crazy for when I lose like a a yeah. bulk of this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. You know, like let's let's look at the big picture here, and then as we trim things down, then we can start sculpting. How about that? Exactly, <laughs> and that's that'll help a lot more with um with with the things. So okay, so tell me about this keto diet, by the way. It's going pretty darn well. It's been very interesting. Last week, we mentioned the keto flu, which uh-huh. is it's also any time that you go through, let's say, a major diet change, or usually when people start working out and being healthy and all that stuff that comes with, uh-huh. you know, New Year's resolutions. Uh-huh. <laughs> I believe it's called the Herxheimer effect, which is the same thing as the keto flu. And that is right. basically like your body is burning things it hasn't burned for a while and there's toxins up in there so you can get sick. Uh-huh. I have not experienced that yet. And I am in ketosis. Wow. Yeah. Sticks and everything. Yeah, I got the pea sticks and I started doing it three. So I got the the stuff three days ago. So the Mm -hmm. first day it was super, super light. Yesterday it was right at the beginning. And today the reading was moderate. Oh, nice. I'm actually really impressed that you got those so fast. Some people have a lot of like this this glucose or, or... um, this storage of, oh my gosh, my brain is a glucose or glycogen. My brain. Lupin? I, I read Lupin or something. Leptin is a, um, is a hormone that tells you when you're full. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So, um, no, we're talking about the carbohydrate storage. Let's call it that for right now. Um, cause the name escapes me. So basically the storage of like carbohydrates and going into that, that's part of the keto flu too is like. You're using up a normal source of energy that your body's used to getting, and then you no longer have that energy, so your body's like, well, shit, I'm running low, running on fumes, and then that's where you start to convert to the ketosis, which is running on fats, which we know fat is 
higher in energy anyways, where carbohydrates have a 4 kcal and fats have a 9 kcal. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a very dense energy molecule or, or triglyceride or, I mean, or think, gosh, names are hard this week. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but okay. What did you, so you said you didn't feel like shit. No. So it was okay. So I did a lot of prep into this. So I, you know, looked at what the diet should be. I made a grocery list. I planned my meals. I did look at my fitness pal, but the problem with my fitness pal is There's no way to track your net carbs, which is Uh very like a big thing in Uh keto. So I got an app that um, monitors, basically gets all the net carbs and it basically is my fitness pal for keto. Right. And so that is, so I mock logged a bulk of like a day of what I would be eating for like work, for example. And Uh I was able to fine tune from there. And so Monday I started, I will say that Monday was a little, it was a little rough because Uh I was hungry all day and I am talking physically hungry. My (laughs) stomach was growling. I wasn't like mentally hungry or anything. It was my stomach was growling. I was drinking water all day, you know, because sometimes like most of the time when your stomach growls is because you're thirsty or dehydrated. Right. I was drinking so much water and we also, we weren't super duper active. Um, so I was just, I was hungry all day and right. you know, my birthday was on Tuesday. So what we did Monday, we decided what we would do for my birthday is get sushi to go and then go Uh to the beach and watch the bioluminescence. Uh So for sushi, right. I had to look and see, okay, do they have sashimi? So I could do sashimi and edamame. Uh And I got a four combo plate of sashimi. So it was three pieces of four different types of fish. That's Uh quite a bit. Like that's a lot of protein and fat Uh and stuff. And then the edamame, I was hungry after I ate. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I really hope that this isn't what I have to look forward to. Cause being hungry like this all the time is like pretty tiring. So then the next day it was kind of the same thing. And the nice thing was Tuesday was actually my birthday. And mm-hmm. so we decided to do like, you know, Cinco de Drinko. I didn't drink. I had one hard seltzer because hard seltzer is the thing now. And that is, if you're going to drink alcohol, drink something like that on keto, basically. Uh Um, And then I made my own keto Cinco de Mayo themed dinner. And we did that and it was great. And then the next day I woke up and when I went to work and I was – doing all right. Like I was doing fine. And I had a feeling I was in ketosis just physically because I was driving home on Tuesday. Wait, what day is it? Friday, Wednesday. Yes. What day is it? Holy. 
Wednesday. Yeah. So Wednesday, cause that was work. Sorry. So Wednesday, Tuesday and Tuesday was my birthday. So Wednesday, when I was driving home from work, usually I'm pretty tired. I get up at 5am. I had just been working all day. We've had this freaking heat advisory. So it was 107 at work uh-huh. and I'm working in that, but I wasn't tired. Right. I had energy. And so I was like, all right, well, I got the, I got the keto strips. We've got this. And that was the first day that I tried it. And it was very light to the point where I was like, I don't know if I'm in it or not. And I said, well, I'll know tomorrow because tomorrow is, you know, number two. So then I took it yesterday and it was a little bit darker. And then today took it again today and it was even darker. And I was like, there's no mistaking that. And yeah, I have, I definitely have energy. I'm uh-huh. not really hungry. I do get hungry every four hours and then I eat and I'm pretty good. Uh-huh. And sorry if you just heard that. I think Amazon just dropped something off and they banged on the door. Woo! <laughs> hey, Something's Amazon. here. Maybe it's my av- avocado slicer. <laughs> You have an avocado slicer? Well, you are going to be eating a lot more avocados. Okay. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe I have an avocado slicer. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, um, little side note. I bought one because I eat avocados a lot already, and I get, I've been getting fuertes. And those, the skins on fuertes are really difficult. Those are the really uh-huh. thin skins. And so I was like, this is just a mess. So, uh-huh. um, so yeah. So what I think Monday and Tuesday was, I think what it was, was my body just working through all those carbs. Yep. And yeah, then sure. Wednesday it was like, all right, we'll get our carbs from, from fat and now we'll do the ketosis. I have noticed that I am not as bloated and, mm-hmm. um, my pants are fitting a little bit looser. So <gasps> I'm, yeah, so I'm definitely not like super duper loose, but more like I don't have to pull the belt to like get the hole. I just, I pull it and it's there. I don't have to like pull it farther over, you know? So yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's wild. It's really wild how, how you feel when you're doing well, like when you are in ketosis, I wasn't expecting that. Well, cause people have like all sorts of different like experiences. Some people are sick cause your brain really loves carbs to run on. That is what it likes. So people get, brain like fatigue and your focus gets weird and all sorts of stuff. So I'm like, wow, that's really interesting that you've already like kind of moved into ketosis um, quickly and easily. Um, how was it for you with meal prepping? Do you think you would have had the same results or same, same commitment level? Had you not put the work in? I mean, this is, or, um, or had you not like meal prepped it? And then do you think any thoughts on that? I think meal prepping with anything is a huge avenue to success. Right. Um, I've, I've been meal prepping for years and it's, it's such a huge staple. So I think meal prepping is absolutely the key for sure. What do you mean by meal prepping, by the way? So every... On my Sundays, because I have a different work week than everybody else. So on my uh-huh. Sundays, I go to the store really early <laughs> before uh-huh. the crowds. 
again, something I've always done. (laughs) And I grab everything that I'm going to need for the week. And then I come home and I meal prep everything for work, not, not for home. Cause you know, I don't, I don't, I'm at home. I'm good, but for my job. So I'm usually cutting up greens and veggies for my salads and putting salad dressing in proper serving containers. Cause I do follow servings. So like I literally measure out two tablespoons into little containers that it fits into. Mm-hmm. I'm making my snacks, I'm making my smoothies and I just do it all at once and prep it all so that during the week, all I have to do is kind of gather it up the night before so that in mm-hmm. the morning I just put it into my lunchbox and then I'm out the door. So okay. yeah. So meal prepping, when I say meal prepping, I mean, I'm in the kitchen prepping all of my meals, cooking you know, what I need to cook, letting it cool and then storing it for the week. So what it looks like with keto was baking. Cause I like to bake bacon. I think that's the best way to make bacon. So I was baking bacon and sausage, cooking eggs, and then assembling them for my morning scramble. Um, putting the, when it cooled, putting it in storage containers to have in the fridge throughout the week. That way all I have to do is reheat it in the mornings. Um, I drink bone broth. So putting bone broth in the different canning jars for each serving so that I can just grab that and go making my smoothies for the week, which little side note about this too. I found a keto strawberry smoothie and I was like super skeptical about it because all it is is strawberries, avocado, and almond milk. And then I add protein because I need to have protein. It tastes like a strawberry milkshake. (laughs) It is so (laughs) good. Oh my gosh. I even shared it with a coworker who her and I like to share recipes and she was like, give me that recipe. (laughs) So, um, this is something that's easy for you to comply with. Yes. And, but it is also, it is stressful. You know, I, I had a plan and then I put it in the, the carb manager, the like keto input thing. Yeah. And I had to, I had to make some readjustments. I had to say, okay, so I need to find a way to cut this down. I need to swap out this vegetable for this vegetable so that I don't go over on the cart. Like it, it did took, it took a little while. And then I have a shopping list that's pretty fine tuned because I've been doing it for a long time. I had to make a whole new shopping list. And I had to do it like the night before because I knew I was going to be stressed if I tried to do it the morning before I went shopping. So I did it the night before. I double checked it. So there was a there was um, a time investment that went into it prior to this because of me switching my entire meals and everything. I also I got rid of any temptations that I had. So I got rid of. I I have some bread here for when I have people that are over, like um, my boyfriend, when he comes over and he has bread. So if he wants to make toast or something, but I literally got rid of like tortillas and I got rid of uh, some pre-made waffles that I had. I got rid of chips. I got rid of any type of temptation that might happen. And I got it out of the house. I gave it to other people and I was like, take this, you can have it because I'm not going to eat it. 
And I think that's just going to go bad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, it's going to go bad. I did have some, oh, like I, cause I just bought a whole bunch of rolled oats. So I put those in the freezer. Um, you know, so there was some, some preparation that went into it, but so far I have to say it's kind of worth it. You know, the only thing that was kind of something I had to do during the week was I went to buy the keto strips and the store that I went to didn't have them. And so I was okay. like, well, I'll just wait until they get them in. But then when I started feeling my body differently, I went to another store and bought it there. Cause I, I was kind of like, I gotta know, <laughs> I, I have to know if what I'm feeling is accurate or if it's just a placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Yes, but I did, you know, because I did have some ice cream cake, which totally went me over on Wednesday, but that's because my coworkers bought me an ice cream cake for my birthday. And what am I going to say? No, sorry. Oh, you like bought you can't turn up ice cream cake. I know. And it was so that's good. And they bought American. it and everything. So what'd you say? That's an American. <laughs> right. I kid. I kid. For real, ice cream cake is delicious. It's so good, especially on Wednesday when it was over a hundred degrees. It was so good. But I had um, we we all because it was a small cake, which is fine. So we all cut them into what the serving size was. We cut that in half. So I only had half of a serving. So nice. Yeah, it's, it's, I honestly, I'm kind of blown away because everything I read about keto, I did not think, and I like you, I had read, you should go into ketosis two to four days after starting the diet, diet, but don't fret if it doesn't happen, try to like give it a week or two. And I was like, I'm probably going to be a week or two person. (laughs) And so when the fact that it happened really quick, I'm surprised as well. Awesome. I'm curious to see how now this is going to go with your addition to exercise. Um, you know what I mean? Like what you're going to feel the next week. And like, are you going to do hit exercises next week? Are you thinking about like going back and doing some, um, some muscle building and strength training versus going in and because I know your neck is super sore, like going into doing strength training versus hit routines and all that stuff. I know there's, there's, gotta ask the question man yeah and what I really want to do but I'm also super scared to is handstand training like I want to get back into that because I was doing so good but I'm also so scared because I just know in my mind the move that caused me to go into that and I just I don't want that to happen again so I think what I'm gonna do is just do something light. Like maybe if I do do a hit routine, I'll do like 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but not do, you know, crazy, insane lifting stuff. Like not trying to do pull-ups or something, you know, maybe just cardio. I think cardio would be good right now because I'm getting so yeah. much. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm getting so much strength training stuff at work. Like I was thinking about that today when I was thinking about how much like, do I actually use my muscles with work? And I was like, I use it a lot. So I think, I think some cardio would be good. Like maybe I'll go for some runs, especially now that parks and stuff are opening. I think that might be a good option. There you go. And then, and you know, there's so many different approaches that you can take to that. Like, you know, 
the run one minute, walk a minute, run two minutes, walk a minute kind of thing. Yeah. Or whatever feels comfortable to you. Um, I think you should definitely step up on my cardio. See a little bit more. You know I mean? Do your stretches and do your prep work and, you know, start to do your, don't forget your postural movement stuff that's working on your, your neck and shoulders. But yeah, dude, time to step up. Time to do a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Get it, girl. Yeah. Um, so exciting. Yeah, it's interesting. It is so mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe on my next keto, like my the next time I do my reading, I'll, uh, I'll uh, put it on the Instagram and the Facebook maybe. Ooh. Dude, I'm telling you. Yep. Now you get to kind of get back on that horse again. And maybe you're not doing high-intensity hit routines, but maybe you're starting – to move and starting to get your your heart rate up and starting to create that that burn. <gasps> I'm challenging you to do it. Do it. Do it. Do cardio. Do cardio. Okay. Okay. So put sunscreen on. Do cardio. <laughs> Wait, what? Put sunscreen on if you're going to go outside <laughs> to do cardio. Right. I do wear a visor when I run. I like to run. Um, around, uh, you know, it's California. So many, so many good places. All right. I like it. Um, sounds good. My goals this week will be to weigh myself on Sunday. Uh-huh. I am going to continue with the keto diet. Uh-huh. And I am going to incorporate some cardio now that I am back to being 100% healthy. And Whoa. that cardio is going to be a run three times this week and you thinking like a 20 25 minute run is a good amount of time Lorraine? I think at least 20 minutes at least 20 minutes and whatever your body and your brain will let you do <laughs> how about aiming for 30 minutes if I do intervals because I like to do interval running yay I like that too awesome I very much like it I like that you like it <laughs> Awesome. And that, yeah, that's it for the the goals next week. I'm looking forward to doing this again. I want to thank you, the listener, for spending your time with us today. Do us a favor and head on over to social media and give us a like or give us a follow on Facebook. We are at the Modern Sisyphus podcast page and on Instagram, it is at modern underscore Sisyphus underscore podcast. If you want to see my ketosis results, that's where I will be posting some of them and some of my meals. Also, if you want to email the show, you can email me at sisyphuspodcast at gmail.com. As always, you've got that boulder. I've got my boulder. Lorraine has her boulder. And we're all pushing it. And we can do this together. We got this. All right. Until next week. Bye. Bye.